Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Too Weird Didn't Watch, the show where we make fun of movies based on nothing but their bizarre descriptions. I'm Bramley. I'm Albert, and we're also joined by special silent guest today, Pixie the Dog. Don't say hi, Pixie. Remain silent. Brantley's reading for us again. Pixie doesn't know how to read because she's a dog. (laughs) Take it away, Brantley. Well, first up, we have the giant spider invasion. I love it already. Yeah. Even like regular, regular spider invasion is also cool. As long as it's not to actually actively take over, yeah. Even like a small town, not like the whole world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, like the, um, the arachnophobia? Mm-hmm. I've only seen the movie once, but that's really stuck with that's me. That's a good movie. I say it's a good movie. My memory is that it's a good movie, but it's been about half a decade since I've seen it at least. It, it, exactly the same for me. Actually, I think it's been a decade, because yeah, it's, it's all well before I met you. Anyways, the central plot of the film revolves around the titular spider invasion. Oh, thanks, I guys. had assumed it was not a B-plot. <laughs> no, it's like, the main plot of the movie is uh, John and Janice are... Trying to get an abortion. I mean, it's like, it could be like End of the World, where it's like, it's the end of the world, but really it's just about these idiots having to deal with each other. Sometimes, I guess there are, like, the the whole uh, Planet Terror grindhouse thing, mm-hmm. the the joke there is that there isn't, it's not like in outer space, it's just, they used to title movies with, like, some ridiculous yeah. over-the-top thing, and then be like, uh. Kind of like most of the American titles for the early Godzilla movies. Yeah. Or the ones in Germany where they put Frankenstein in everything, even if it was a King Kong or Godzilla movie. Well, sometimes King Kong was Godzilla, right? Or no? There was one movie where I mean, they... not Frankenstein. Godzilla, like there was a King Kong Frankenstein There was a movie thing? they wanted to have Frankenstein, they couldn't get Frankenstein, so they made it uh, King Kong. And there was another movie where they wanted to be King Kong and they couldn't get the rights for it, so they used Godzilla. And in that movie, Godzilla is into a blonde chick. Okay. I think blonde. Godzilla's always into blonde chicks. No, that's King Kong. Oh, King Kong, right, whatever. See? Same thing. You would not have caught on that it was weird. <laughs> that movie's great, because it's, it's uh, Ebra, the Horror of the Deep, and the Godzilla doesn't show up until about halfway through that movie, so haha, those who laugh at, don't like the 2014 movie for that. I think every Godzilla's like that. I know, that's... The people who complain about that don't watch a lot of Godzilla <laughs> Shin movies. Shin Godzilla was like, man, if you were really hoping for the lot of Godzilla... Ac- I mean, I love the Godzilla action in that movie, but... But what's great also, is... Also, many, many... Scenes of it people shows sitting in boardrooms. Ebro shows up a few times during the movie before that, but then they find Godzilla, and he's just asleep in a cave. Like, he was on vacation. <laughs> he's just on this island in this giant cave, just taking a nap, and a good chunk of the movie is them trying to wake him up. Okay. And and then he's into the chick, and then they play volleyball, and then a giant bird comes out then. <laughs> Doesn't even have a name, it's just giant condor in the credits. Wait, but it's not this movie. It's credited? I, I think, like, the oh, monster for the suit amount? Yeah. Okay, got it, gotcha. So anyways... This titular spider invasion, which occurs when what appears to be a meteorite, meteorite crashes down in rural Wisconsin and spawns spiders of various sizes. I mean... So it's like a giant egg sac from different species, maybe? Okay. Space. So, I, that, I guess that may... Why do they have... No, I mean, I, this is a science fiction premise, so we can't be, like, super critical. But it does seem... I do want to ask the question, why do other planets have spiders? There are a lot of movies and games with spiders in space. Yeah, yeah. It's because they are arthropods whose limbs are all jointed and hence arthropod, and they also their limbs work with hydro, uh, hydraulic fluid, essentially, yeah. and they are so different from us physically, and a good chunk of the population is arachnophobia. Okay, that's so, fair. Yeah. I'm just saying, this movie about giant spiders invading from a meteor doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> it's not very scientifically accurate. <laughs> 
Subplots include Dan Kester and his hate-hate relationship with his wife, Eve. Dan's adulterous affair with the local barmaid, Helga. Dave Perkins' attempt to make out with Eve's underage sister, Terry. A fundamentalist preacher leading a revival meeting. Wait, these people need it, by the way. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, guys. What's you hate your you? wife, you're cheating on your wife. Your, your wife hates you. <laughs> your wife's sister is underage and there's local dude trying to get with her. Y'all got problems. Doctors Vance and Langer getting involved in somewhat of a romance. All the more notable as the two lead actors were also in their early mid-50s when the movie was made. What? I think this is are, we sh- are we age-shaming people here? Yeah. Yeah, we are. Or are, we, are they as if a guy saying, like, props to you, movie? I think it's that one, because I think this is a relatively old movie. Okay. I think it's, like, 70s or 80s. Or did they Maybe try to make them look like... Were they, like, hanging out with the young like, crowd at the bar? Them look fairly. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that uh, one chick from Not Another Team movie. I don't remember that. I haven't garbage, seen that. It's a garbage parody movie, but there is... Like, a local reporter goes into her age as a high school student to figure out what's going on with the school, but she's, like, 60 years old. <laughs> <laughs> she's just, like, an old lady. He's like, what's up, dudes? Uh, okay, well, that's... The eventual panic that results when the townspeople are confronted with the spider. A subplot. It's listed under subplots. <laughs> well, they, I mean, they didn't have a lot of money for their giant spider effects, I would imagine. <laughs> I love this description so much. The person who wrote this did not care about this movie at all. The invasion is deduced, parenthetical, with various scientific-sounding language <laughs> to be the result of some sort of interdimensional gateway and is ultimately thwarted when Doctors Vance and Langer, who are in somewhat a romantic relationship, if you remember, <laughs> and they're in their mid-50s, manage to close off the gateway. I like that they're not committed yet. They're like, you know what? We're both kind of in the twilight <laughs> of our lives. We both probably had lovers and stuff before. Maybe we were both married and we're widows. And widow They're and widow. spiders. We're not going to survive the invasion. It's like, I'm kind of into you and you're kind of into me. Maybe we're like doing They had like this on the side stuff, thing and they they're starting to develop feelings, but they're not comfortable with it because they're kind of old. Yeah. They don't, they don't want to commit to something brand new this late in their <laughs> life. They just want to keep it casual. He's that still- sounds like a far more interesting movie, but then there's also this random crappy marriage going on <laughs> and space spiders from a different dimension. And don't forget the local preacher. <laughs> it was like, guys, what is wrong with this town? He's and probably- the Lord has sent the eight-legged freaks upon you know, y'all. Normally I'm annoyed by that character in movies, but he kind of has a point in this one. <laughs> For anyway, all of your lecherous ways. They close off the gateway, managing this or draining the spiders of their energy and causing them to melt into puddles of disgusting sludge. Boring? Yeah. I mean, if your town is literally surrounded by spiders, how are you gonna kill them all? No, I get that, I guess, but it's the you know, the standard sci fi kill kill the main thing and the, all the little things get killed yeah. also. No ontological inertial. Yeah. Also, it's... I don't know why turning off the thing that gives them energy, presumably, like, that just came out of nowhere, it also drains them of said energy. I, there, there it is, implies that they're, all, that they're actually the sludge in the shape of spiders, so was that, like, the first thing they saw when they landed? Oh, that would be interesting. I but, would actually accept that. They're, like, just scanning around for shapes, and, like, there's mm-hmm. just some spiders around. It's like, it's like Beast Wars. Fair enough. I was going to mention, and I will try to be very vague about this because the movie's still new and in theaters, but Guardians of the Galaxy 2 has a great take on the killing all the things, like the, the giant swarm mm-hmm. that's killed pretty easily with a single shutdown thing because they have that, but it's not like 
the main plot element. It's just like they wanted to have some big swarmy explosion stuff in the background. Mm-hmm. And so they kind of just had some stuff that could be that. But then also we're like, also there's a real thing that we care about and we're <laughs> fighting. And that actually has some emotional stakes. I mean, that's the first Avengers, basically. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, but I mean, it's not just the Chitauri. It's all about Loki. Loki. And, and the reason they did that is time. And Joss Whedon, he, he in like interviews he's, uh, and director's commentary, he's like, I didn't want to do that, but then we'd have to have like 20 minutes of them just killing all the rest of the army that's already here. And that would waste a lot of time. If they let the... I would love a, like just a little short montage of the rest... Like some of the rest of the Chitauri are there... Uh, and, like, the military can come in and kill some of them. Because mm-hmm. they're not invincible. That would have been a great cameo for uh, Ross. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, they are, they gave him one in uh, Age of... Not Age of Ultron. Uh, Civil War. Did he not get one in Age of Ultron? No, it was this uh, Civil War. It was the response to Age of Ultron that had him come in because they had the... Right, 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 right. Like, he's like, uh, you guys keep blowing stuff up, so... I do really like... Sokovia Accords, guys. Or he's like, uh... Where are Hulk and Thor? <laughs> if I lost two nuclear missiles, you better be a silence. Was I, I? Have you seen the thing where it's? Uh, I saw a video that was like, "Where are Hulk and Thor?" And it cuts to the scene in the trailer from Thor two. It's like, oh, they're fighting. <laughs> <laughs> they're hanging out. Yeah. I love when he's like, he's a friend from work. By the way, there was the well. There was also the Team Thor videos. Did you see those? No. Oh well, we'll watch those after this. Okay, because they're pretty great. Taika Waititi, who's directing Thor Ragnarok. Like, just had, like, directed this little, like, spin-off short showing mm-hmm. what Thor's been doing. Oh, right, where he's at the dude's house? <laughs> yeah. He's <laughs> just being like, here's some Asgardian coins. There's a billion dollars, there's a billion dollars, there's a billion dollars. Go buy food. Like, I love when he's hanging out with... Nobody uh, on Earth takes this money. Where he's hanging out with Bruce Banner, and, he, and he's like, have you not heard? And he's like, what's been going on with Captain America and Iron Man? Have you not heard? And he goes, no, nothing. And then he gets a call from Tony, he's like, oh, hey, T-Dog, what's up? <laughs> he goes, uh, yeah, I'm here with Thor. He says he doesn't know how to get a hold of you. I don't have a phone. He doesn't have a phone. <laughs> Tied to a bird and send it. <laughs> Tied to a raven and send it to me. <laughs> <clears throat> Anyways, are we done with that movie? I think we are. We got really off topic from it. Wait, we did a lot of that in the last episode I, I edited last... from three episodes ago yeah. for you guys. It was, uh, it went, it went. We get rambly sometimes. I do not apologize. I almost put in like a little thing. I was like, excuse me, editor's note. You might be wondering when we're going to start reading the movie description. Shut up. I'm talking to my best friend. <laughs> Don't get to do this very often. Alright. So next up, we have Itsy Bitsy Spider. Oh, is this a spider-themed episode? No, it's just the two spiders. Oh, man. I wanted to do a spider-themed episode, but they kept giving me Spider-Man movies. Uh, I typed in spider movies, and it was all five I spider might, movies. I might look for something real quick while you're... Uh, hopefully I can So we can turn attention. this into a spider one? Yeah. Alright. They also gave me Charlotte's Web, so there's that. Itsy Bitsy Spider. A young country spider, Itsy, befriends Leslie M-C-G-R-O-A-R-T-Y. McGrorty? McGrorty. A perky young city girl who takes piano lessons from the music teacher. Well, of course she does! Well, she, she took piano lessons from the butcher, it'd be worth noting. I really wish this was about a spider that teaches her how to play piano. <laughs> That'd be great! Be like Charlotte's Web, only with a dude spider, apparently. Incidentally, parenthetical, she learns to play the real rhyme. What? Uh, I didn't write it. And her cat, Langston. Okay, no, he befriends her. The young country spider befriends Leslie. Big long sentence describing her and her cat, Langston. This is a bad description. Yeah. I mean, not like, not bad for us, but I'm saying 
like terrible writing. If you were going to see this movie, you'd be like, what? She I, learns how to play her cats? What? <laughs> she also learns or, to no, play the it, true rhyme. Even if you ignored the parenthetical and just a perky young city girl who takes piano lessons from the music teacher, she learns to play or, and her cat, Langston. It sounds like the cat also teaches her piano. And then there's also a spider who's a friend. <laughs> there's so many wrong ways to take that sentence. <laughs> when Itzy frightens the teacher, she calls the exterminator, which is capitalized. Is this the exterminator from Mouse Hunts? Is no. it Christopher Walken? No, no, it's not. Well, it, I'm just going to pretend that it is. Who tries to kill Itzy with the toxic machine blower. This sounds like the description of a children's book. The toxic machine blower. Yes. What does it see? What? No, sorry. What does the little girl learn to play? What's the, the true r- the rhyme? The true rhyme or the real rhyme? Is it a song? It's not capitalized. It could be, and they just didn't. You want to look that up? Yeah. I, what, what's the name of this movie again? Itsy Bitsy Spider. You're, you're probably just gonna get the song though. It's, they probably she probably learns the Itsy Bitsy Spider rhyme. Wait. So there's like a sec like a secret real verse or something. I mean, I, I think it's trying to be clever with the title. Like, the person who wrote this. Oh, okay, I get you. I got, Okay, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Continue, then. Who tries to kill it- Itzy with the toxic machine blower, but it causes pain and destruction to the instructor's house. It hurts the house? <laughs> also, this is a this machine... This house is sentient now? That blows toxic machines? <laughs> and fires poisonous machines at people. <laughs> Radioactive lawnmower! <laughs> I was thinking lawnmower too. Why? <laughs> and the exterminator turns out to be a heavily armed android. <laughs> what is this movie? <laughs> what is this? this is, oh, this is an animated film. Okay. Oh, awesome. Oh, by the way, written by Don, M- M- Michael O'Donohue and stars Frank Wilker. Uh, yeah. It's as animated. the titular spider. It's animated, yeah. Frank Walker has been in about 90% of everything animated, and what he's not in, you probably have D. Bradgett Bader at this point, who is this generation's Frank Walker. By the way, I want to point out, all of this stuff happening is a short film. Really? This runtime for this movie is seven minutes. Oh my god! <laughs> They're gone. There's more to go! <laughs> okay. The exterminated's method uses more extreme weapons, escalating from poison and vacuums to guns and explosives. That eventually destroyed the instructor's house, which I would like to remind you, can feel pain. Well, I can see that in a short film. Like, yeah. The, ow, the, ow, ow, ow. <laughs> the house is like... Mm, mm. Maybe like with no... Uh, like probably there's just, no dialogue? I or, mean, probably little, just like... Well, no, there's Frank Wilder Walker as the voice, so... He probably voices the house too, yeah. <laughs> <It's> he, <laughs> Frank Wilker as the house. Dude, I, he was the lions in The Lion King. He was every roar in that movie. With the aid of a trash can, granted... Oh, well, you, yeah. It is a hilarious video. You gotta, you gotta, Have you seen the video of him doing that? No. He holds up just a trash can to his face and roars into it to get the echo. <laughs> it's great. Itsy finally reunites with Leslie, parenthetical, who senses to leave the house when the exterminator uses his deadly weapons. <laughs> She's got a good head on her shoulders. He's yeah. starting to blow up parts of the house. He's throwing poison machines all over the place. You're like, I should go. <laughs> and, and, I don't think they like me very much. That's not. Even, that's the girl. Like they're going after the spider, and she's like, "This is nuts. I should leave." He's got guns. <laughs> and head home to the big city with the bicycle. Weirdest piano lesson ever. <laughs> How was your day, sweetie? I can't go back to that place. <laughs> Why? What happened? I'm gonna pick up guitar instead. <laughs> he has a spider who can make strings for her. There you go. Yes. 
Is that it for that one? For that insane, apparently seven minutes long movie. I do want to bring up the fact that uh, Frank Welker's uh, first on-camera role was it with Elvis Presley in The Trouble with Girls, and his next film role was in the Disney film The Computer Wore Tennis Shoes, starring Kurt Russell. The title that is familiar, but I haven't seen it. I've seen it. I can't do it. There's also... Wait a minute, what? There's a sequel to The Computer Wore Tennis Shoes called Now You See Him, Now You Don't? <gasps> and you've gone down the rabbit hole. No, no, okay, yes, this is a spider-related episode. I did find two more spider... Hopefully you haven't seen these, by the way. There's... Uh, so, on IMDb, uh, I found a movie called Spiders from the year 2000. Okay. Have you seen it? I, I have a movie called Spiders that I've seen, but it, I think it's well after 2000. Okay. The plot of the Spiders is... A DNA experiment on a rare breed of spider is taking place on a NASA space shuttle. Sound familiar? It was a Soviet one in the movie I have. When a freak meteor shower engulfs the shuttle, causing everything to go horribly wrong? Does it crash to Earth in New York? One survivor is found on the sh- ship and is watched over in a secret it. location. <laughs> you seen this? Just to be clear, you've seen a spider movie. That is on a space station where meteors hit it and they're using DNA experiments and then it crashes to Earth. And that one, however, it was alien DNA and they could only it would only manifest in spiders successfully. Because they needed an excuse to have spider monsters. Okay, well let's start at the beginning then. So, now that we know Brantley hasn't seen this movie, a DNA experiment on a rare breed of spider is taking place on a NASA space shuttle when a freak meteor shower engulfs the, sp- the shuttle causing everything to go horribly wrong. One survivor is found on the ship and watched over in a secret location deep in the California desert. Man, that's kind of extreme. I guess they maybe there was something really, like, possibly dangerous about this experiment. I mean, maybe he's in quarantine? Like, from radiation? But I don't, I don't know. Well, again, they're doing Or maybe these... it was, like, I don't know, maybe he, like, got lack of oxygen? Or carbon dioxide poisoning kind of went a little nutso and killed everyone? But they don't want to have to pay deal with that, and so they're covering it up because the government is want to do things like that. I think it's just that they knew there was some weirdo experiments, and they wanted to cover it up. They, so to, they don't want him talking to people, so they or maybe not even cover it up, but just make sure that he's not infected with the DNA or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like species. The problem continues. The problem of having of, their uh, yeah of having a crash space shuttle. <laughs> I mean, yeah, those are expensive. Is the rest of the movie them dealing with the finances? <laughs> Congress is like, we demand to know why these space shuttles keep crashing. That's why they lost all their funding. (laughs) And also they have a guy in the California desert. The problem continues as the survivor isn't alone. Well, he's being observed. (laughs) I know, right? They told us that. This This is a bad sentence. Problem continues as the survivor isn't alone as another deadly spiders crawls out, climbs out of him and goes on the rampage around the ship. Guys, subject-verb agreement is a thing. Also, try not to reuse the same word in the sentence. So, yeah, that quite... Unless it's for a purpose. I mean, if you're trying to prove a point, or it's like the letter A, and you're listing things, I don't know. Well, I say... Okay. The the writer of this has... uh, There's a separate one. Okay, I think it's only one spider. The subject-verb agreement, I think it means as another deadly spider. Yeah. Climbs out of him. So there's, like, the one spider had died in the crash. He was quarantined. 
spider crawls out of his mouth, which is super creepy, by the way. Yeah. I saw a really low budget, and I, this is another one that I can't remember the title of, and people are going to be upset about. There's a great low budget creature feature um, where there was these alien parasites that like jumped out of the mouth to like from pr- victim to victim, and it kind of had that Edgar thing from. Uh, Men in Black, and mm-hmm. the animation on the creature coming out of the people's mouth was incredible. Like, this wonderful puppet articulation, like, creepy legs going everywhere. It was awesome. Hmm. Curious reporter Marcy Air must now survive, escape, and warn everyone before the spider reaches outside the desert. Man, this is not some ba- this is a bad writing. Simon? This is written by Simon on IMDb.com. Simon, I'm calling you out. Okay, so wait, wait, wait. Go, go back, go back, go back, go back. Curious reporter Marcy. Air. Air like Jane Air, by the way. E-Y-R-E. He's being held for observation. In a secret location. In a secret location where Do- there just so happens to be a curious reporter. <laughs> who somehow found out about the place and was allowed there for reasons? Well, she's very curious, apparently. I don't understand. She's, she's a reporter and she's very curious. Alright, so we got April O'Neil here. <laughs> who just gets into situations. Y'all got the secret location out here in the California desert. I don't want to know what's going on! Ma'am, there's like top secret... <laughs> we can't let you in. Sorry, just We're developing of, weapons um, to fight. They had this crossover with the 2003 Turtles in the old 80s cartoon. Okay. Where they jump between their dimensions and they get back to the 80s one. They're like, we have to do this thing, but first we have to save April. Why do you have to save April? She's not here. She's been kidnapped. They, they know she's been kidnapped by virtue she's not around them right now. And indeed, they have to go rescue her. I, I like that she's, like, got to escape this place. She's the only person. Like, this is a military facility. I she, mean, they're just like, we got to, it's a spider. We just make sure he can't leave the base. And then we just go room by room and clear the rooms. But then it is a spider, so. Presumably it's still tiny. Or has it grown to massive proportions and she's trying to outrun it while it's going out the Well, it's a huge spider. I I mean, it's in space. It's not, like, giant-sized. But I'm I'm guessing, like, dog-sized spider. Hi, Pixie, by the way. We're still still joined by our silent silent partner, Pixie, uh, who is in the chat. I mean, even that with dog, there's variable. I mean, you get Pixie, who is smaller than my thigh... Or you have Caucasian Shepherds, which are larger than both of our bodies combined. So there's a long... I just want to mention, there's a long description of this on IMDb, which I will not read. But... (laughs) I will read these final closing (laughs) sentences, which are pretty lazy. Marcy hangs from the helicopter with a small bomb. John flies her in front of the helicopter, who's now on top of the... uh, Flies her in front of the spider, who's now on top of the small building. They make it go bust. Marcy writes her story. Bust. Bust. All the... Ex- all the sound effects you could have used. You Bust. Bust. Not boom. Not explode. Not pop. Not even kaboom. Which not isn't really working that sentence, but still. Crunch. Would be good for a, spy- a giant it's, spider. It's, I mean, yeah, but it's better than bust. We're a little bit late in this episode, but I, I did want to mention... Like, they squish the bug. And just, just in case you were worried, they, this movie did get a sequel... Spiders 2, Breeding Ground. I like that title. Oh, yeah. That's a good title. I hate that it follows that movie, but that's a good title. Jason and Alexa, Alex, a close couple, lose their sail yacht in a storm and are grateful to be get picked up by Captain Jim Bigelow's commercial carrier. Commercial carrier of what? It's probably, this... it's probably just like a transport ship. 
Oh, okay. I thought it was like I was running like a four hire airport carrier or aircraft carrier. It's like, yeah, I just go around the countries that hire me. North Korea is currently in need of. I'm flying, flying their fleet of P-51 Mustangs around the ocean. Unfortunately, they don't pay me in money. They probably pay me in promises of glory. And human slaves, which I'm cool with. Okay. Oh, this guy's a scumbag. <laughs> I hate him already. He works for North Korea. Come on. <laughs> Suspicious about the rough treatment and injection given by the ship's doctor, Jerbak, which makes the strong man faint, and realizing the ship These is... These are some great names, by the way. Jerbak. Bigelow and Jerbak. Bigelow is a, a real name. Gerback or Jerback or whoever sounds it's like. It's probably a real name too, but this together they sound like a supervillain pair. Uh, pair. <laughs> what do you want to do today, Bigelow? Same thing we always do, Gerback. <laughs> Try to take over the world. <laughs> Try to ship things and poison our passengers. <laughs> uh, I like that he was suspicious because the shot made him faint. He's like, it definitely wasn't because I'm afraid of needles, guys. Nope. Must have been something in that shot. In my mind, this guy's just super dumb. He's like, listen. You look a little sick. I'm going to give you a tranquilizer. It may make you a little drowsy. He knocked me unconscious. They realize the ship is improbably empty. I mean, it's not that improbable. He's got a doctor and a captain, at least. Well, maybe they're saying... They just like the the cargo hold. They don't have any shipping. They stuff. Be going to, I mean, granted, and if you have a shipping company, you don't leave port without something to take to another port. It would seem like that would be bad but business. But maybe it was they were going to like a... On it, like there's maybe they were working for a company and they or were they're taking things. it to refurbishment or something. Yeah, I, they, there are, I mean there are reasons to have nothing on the ship. Ask questions. Don't just be like they're up to something. Clearly, these guys are bad businessmen. Clear. <laughs> <laughs> or he just judges them. It's like this guy doesn't know how to run a ship. He's got nothing on board. I'm sorry. The ship is improbably empty and the radio is not broken, as the crew claims. Jason starts snooping around and finds human bodies on meat hooks. That's just the North, North Korea thing. But even Alex thinks he's just hallucinating. Okay, that's a strong response to that. <laughs> well, I would say, if you came, if someone came to me and was like, this person has human bodies on meat hooks, I'd be like, what? I mean, I Where wouldn't are be they like, at? I wouldn't be like, clearly, you are correct. But I'd also be like, why do you think that? Or are you screwing with me? Well, yeah, I wouldn't instantly believe. I wouldn't be like, well, you're hallucinating, go lay down. It's one of the, I guarantee you it's one of those situations where he's like, no, come and see! And then she's like, he oh, opens yeah, it up and there. there's just like regular cattle or nothing. And she's like, that shot really threw you for a loop. <laughs> Which maybe it did. I mean, we do have him passing out from a shot. Maybe it is something yeah. like that. Alas, while sane Jason is restrained for his paranoia, you don't get enough alasses in the world anymore. Yeah, that's true. Alas! Alas, alakalay. St. Jason is restrained. <laughs> this is like a really weird vigilante name. I am St. Jason. <laughs> I'll beat the madness out of you. <laughs> the madness that is crime. <laughs> all his, all his, uh, the people he beats up, he leaves in straight jackets and brands them with madness. <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing. We need to write this down. <laughs> Trademark. As the... <laughs> As the McElroy brothers say, TM, TM, TM. Right here, <clears throat> St. <Saint> Jason. <laughs> Copyright. Too weird, didn't watch. Uh, well, he's restrained for those his paranoia. <laughs> the real madmen are the Doc's genetic experiment outfit, who abuse their human captives as live incubators for giant spider's eggs. I feel like you could just get cows. Maybe there's like a genetic thing there. Maybe it needs to be humans for some reason. I mean, that's probably the thing. It's like humans, for some reason, have the perfect nutrient mix, even though we're really bad for nutrition. Pigs would be better. 
By the way, callback to th- two episodes ago, this was also written by KGF Vissers. Who that is? I don't know, but he wrote one of the ones from two episodes ago. I'm clicking on the link now. He's written a lot of IMDb descriptions. A lot of them. I mean, he's in there, like, writing about CSI Miami, 3,000 Miles to Graceland, Diagnosis Murder. He wrote the uh, episode description for a 35mm murder. KGF Vissers has... I'm sorry. Titles with plot summary written by KGF Vissers. I'm looking at page 1 through 100 of 26,082 titles. This guy's been busy. This guy has... Wow! They're currently sorted by popularity. Wait, no, yeah, let's sort by popularity. Let's sort by descending box office. That's what I need. <laughs> I just, all of a sudden, I'm just like, I just need to know more about KG of Vissers. I, I'm going to be coming back to... I'm bookmarking this man's page. <laughs> We're we just going to have man. a KGF Vissers page at some point. Uh, or a KGF Vissers episode. And we're going to have to, like... We, we might just make him, like, a, a honorary... I was going to say, try to get a hold of him. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Well, no, he's seen the movies. He can't be on here. No, he can't. He could read them to us, though. That's true. I mean, but he would maybe give us... But no, he's too busy. That's true. He's got thousands <laughs> of movies a day to go through. He's written 26,000 IMDb When did he start? I don't know. Is this, is this one guy, or is this, like, a group of friends who are into movies. Maybe? I'm, I'm looking here. I can't... I'm amazed by... If this is one person, this is one of my new personal heroes. <laughs> I'm just gonna Google KGF Visser. So we're off... Like, we're done with Spiders 2. Are we? I am. Do you have more to say? I, I don't know. Is there more? I got distracted by this dude. He has a Tumblr. Yeah. IMDB's most legendary, prolific, spontaneous summarizer of film. Did he get a reward? He deserves a reward. Or a plaque. Maybe a plinth? Coffee cup? Something? The, I think there's a there's just this Tumblr here dedicated to this guy's summaries. Somebody, some he he has other fans, or this is him. I hope he has fans. I hope that this guy. <gasps> I, I mean, he has two now. Holy crap! I'm gonna follow the. Well, I don't have Tumblr, so following this is. I mean, I have a Tumblr, but I've never Does he checked have a Twitter. It. I don't know. We're down the KGF Visitors rabbit hole now, people. <laughs> It's going to be a side podcast where we follow this man's life. <laughs> We're going to get weirdly stalked. He's on elcinema.com with uploaded photos. Okay. I, we, I, we can't... I don't know how, how to go... If there are further updates on KGF Vissers, guys, we will bring you, we'll bring you up to date on that. But that is all we have for this week. Thanks to you so much for listening. Uh, thank you especially to KGF Vissers <laughs> for being an honorary member of the Two Weird Didn't Watch podcast team. <laughs> Uh, go check out KGF Visser's 26,000 <laughs> item descriptions on IMDb, and we'll see you guys next week with another episode of Two Weird Didn't Watch. Bye, guys. 26,000! So many movies! <laughs>